Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. Well, the other day I was browsing around on TikTok, as I often do, and ran across an account that definitely wasn't you, but should be. Mm-hmm. Because this account is called Pink Haired Cat Girl. <laughs> but she probably wears like cat ears, right? No, her whole deal is fostering cats. Okay, yes, this could be me. I actually do have a TikTok, but I stopped using it pretty quickly. Yeah, this one lives in Pittsburgh. Interesting. Huh. And we're not doxing her. It, sa- it says that in her bio. Yeah. Well, I assume But yeah, so. I was like, this is definitely not Lauren. And like, it's it's even close to the same shade of pink. I mean, the hair brands all make similar colors. Yeah, so I do wonder so. what brand she uses. <laughs> I feel like this is the start of a intercoastal friendship. <laughs> These days I'm wearing Joyco because I used to love special effects, but they stopped making dye. So oh, no. it's just no, Joyco is what I found that was the next best solution. I'm using paws. Oh, are you dyeing your hair? (laughs) Uh, For listeners who have never seen me, I am completely bald. (laughs) And also, not all the time. And also, paws is what you dye Easter eggs with. (laughs) I always thought that was pass. Oh, okay, pass. (laughs) But also, I wouldn't have recognized that. (laughs) All right. I feel like this. I feel like this girl has taken on a lot, though, because she has nine foster cats. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not what's called a high-volume foster home. N- I, nine seems like a lot of anything. Yeah, no, I take in one group of cats and just one. How many roommates do you have? Nine. Do you live in a hostel? I mean, I don't count Minerva. Well, I was going to say I don't count Minerva as a roommate, but sometimes I'm like, she's she is definitely a roommate. <laughs> she specifically we share a bed a grumpy old woman trapped inside a cat's body pretty much then i have a grumpy old woman as a bedmate. <laughs> i mean you know there's worse bedmates. true true she really is pretty good about staying on her side well shout out to pink haired cat girl and keep doing the lord's work <laughs> it's the lord's work but not the lauren's work ah. even though we do similar things I am Foster the Floofs, and I was Foster the Floofs on TikTok, but I didn't do that for very long. I'm just Foster the oh. Floofs on Instagram. Oh, that is, yeah, yeah. From time to time, I'll scroll past that name, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is the this is the girl who fosters cat. Oh, that shit, that's Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> the other pink-haired cat girl. Well, we have put a moratorium on talking about the weather, so what are we reading today? Well, it's going. there's going to be like a tiny little bit of seasonal change in what i'm talking god about god damn it all right i'm reading fear <laughs> barnabas browning was scared of drowning so he never would swim or get in a boat or take a bath or cross a moat he just sat day and night with his door locked tight and the windows nailed down shaking with fear that a wave might appear and cried so many tears that they filled up his room and he drowned. Ah, uh, the and, hubris of man. And here, the illustration is a full two pages, and <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. So it, <laughs> it's a bedroom and with a high water line. 
and this person's pillow and blanket are beginning to float off his bed. But also other things that are floating include a horseshoe, which would not float. Like a partially eaten sandwich, a desk, a toothbrush, a chair, a mug, which probably wouldn't float, a lamp, which probably wouldn't float, an apple core, a key, which wouldn't float, a book, a baseball cap, a shoe, (laughs) uh, uh, something he was writing. The new vision for Shall We Read a Poem, listing things. Uh, a, a letter he was writing to and who knows what that was whether it was just a simple letter or maybe his last will and testament and most somber of all a telephone where the base of the phone is on the ground but the receiver is floating at the top as if he were trying to call for help <laughs> the phrase oh also there's bedroom. a human in there a boy that is is, is drowning is, is drowning and even though he's in water there's a single tear rolling down his cheek you created a wonderful turn of phrase there bedroom with a high water line and what i what i immediately envisioned was like an airbnb in venice <laughs> when i was in germany that it was interesting that there are all these towns and they all marked the various floods and well you know the the danube really got up there like up to several yeah. stories amazing those old like forgotten floodstones and that it's, you remember like the fukushima earthquake and subsequent tsunami when people fled into the hills they came across the old placed floodstones or tsunami stones all of wow. which had some variation on the phrase build your town above this line yeah wow but anyway the reason i'm doing this poem today does have to do with the changing seasons and that i'm starting to get seasonal affective disorder oh yes and it Sad. is coming early for me this year but i feel I tired know. and glum and anxious for no reason <laughs> and when i was a kid i used to have all sorts of anxieties about death before i would go to sleep and i've talked about how i would fear the idea of someone coming in the middle of the night and stabbing me in the heart and so i'd put a stuffed animal above my chest above my sternum <laughs> oh, no. as, if that would, as if that would somehow save me that is a um, very specific means of death like did you yeah. watch a movie at, too young or something <laughs> probably i don't know i mean honestly it was probably a disney movie like <laughs> probably like snow white or something where the huntsman's supposed to stab snow white but decides oh, not to i don't know something sure. like that whatever but one of the other fears I used to have is that while I'd be sleeping, the lake outside my house would flood and my bedroom was on the bottom floor of the house. And so I would be afraid that in the middle of the night it was going to flood and I would drown. So I actually had this fear. Did the lake ever flood? Yeah, but definitely not that high. And, <laughs> and now I know more about how water works. And like at some point you'd be like, Ah, shit, there's an inch of water on my floor. Maybe I should do something. But to to the child's mind, of course, it goes from no water to all water. Just right. in one go. Right, of course. Of course. And, uh, I mean, people do die in their houses from floods, but it's because they don't have any place to go. And my house was on a hill, so it wasn't like all you would have to do is move up the hill. I'm looking to move to a suburb of Vancouver 
which is in a floodplain. And so if anything ever goes hooey with the oceans, oh, it is water world. Yeah, maybe you don't live on the first floor. <laughs> Just watch the cars float by from my safe third floor apartment. My mother has a condo in Florida, and it's on the sixth floor. And the occasionally when the hurricanes happen, the first floor does get flooded. So it's not fi- it's fine if you're on the sixth floor. Also, uh, the sixth floor is high enough that most detritus that would be blown around and break things isn't up that high. So that makes it safer as well. Uh, and I know from learning about tsunamis that if you are on an upper floor of a concrete building, it's likely to be a safe place. So there's a lot of reasons to want to be on an upper floor for safety reasons. I love swimming in swimming pools. I hate swimming in anything else. Lakes, rivers, the ocean. It's not due to a fear of drowning. They just seem dirty to me. Oh, I'm so bored about swimming pools. I don't really like pools. I'm just like, this is... I used to like it when I was younger, but now I'm just like, this is so boring. Water parks are the best. I love swimming in other people's pee. <laughs> well, water parks are more fun. There's more to do than just being like, yep, here I am, partially submerged in some water. And if you live in the southern United States and you go swimming in a lake, you are a thousand percent going to get that infalliary, that brain-eating... I know, water. the amoeba... <laughs> That is a wild one, man. Here's this thing that swims up your nose, and we can't cure it at all. (laughs) If you get this, it's a 100% mortality rate. It's not 100%, but it's pretty close. Yeah, one girl survived one time with hilarious brain damage. Yeah. There was Uh, a house episode about it, and well, it was a double episode, and they cured him. What was that tweet about House where it's like, man, I just started rewatching Dr. House and this man is committing medical crimes 100% of the time and twice on Christmas. (laughs) Hey, Chase, check his asshole for buttworms. Incredible, Dr. House. Only the second recorded case of buttworms ever. I'm sure this poem, Fear, is supposed to be about not letting fear rule your life and, you know... It would be perfect in Alanis Morissette's ironic because it follows that pattern exactly. (laughs) Well, I've been afraid of death 100% of the time since I turned like 38. Really? That late? The the moment I got an abnormal blood test, I was like, ah, shit, now I'm dead. Hmm. I don't know. I've always been very afraid of death. The only time I wasn't afraid of death, it was when I was incredibly depressed as an adolescent. And I was like, hmm, death doesn't seem so bad. (laughs) (laughs) What happens after you die? Like going to sleep. Yeah, I was like, anything. And I was like, I don't really want to die because it would make other people sad. I wish I just didn't exist. Oh, yeah, for sure. The the process of dying isn't really what worries me. It's that I'm going to miss out on so much. That's the sad part for me. I don't know. I find the idea of death terrifying, even though I know it's, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of because who, why be afraid of nothing? But I'm like, but yeah. the idea of not existing is very upsetting to me. My regrets will be all the places I didn't see. Yeah. Well, that's that going to be making people pretty sad. much everywhere. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen so much. Like, I'm right. decently well-traveled and like it was, oh, there's still more places to go. Going to Rome? That'll be fun. When are you going to Rome? November. Cool. Yeah. 
Well, Russ, what are you reading today? What am I talking about today? Well, I am reading selected once again by random number generator, and then I invented something to talk about based on it. I am reading Hippo's Hope. Okay. There once was a hippo who wanted to fly. Fly high D, try high D, my high D-ho. So he sewed him some wings that could flap through the sky. Sky high D, fly high D, why high D, go. He climbed to the top of a mountain of snow. Snow high D, slow high D, oh high D, who? With the clouds high above and the sea down below. Where high D, there high D, scare high D, boo. Happy ending. And he flipped and he flapped and he bellowed so loud. Now Heidi, loud Heidi, proud Heidi, poop. And he sailed like an eagle off into the clouds. Hi Heidi, fly Heidi, bye Heidi, boop. Unhappy ending. And he leaped like a frog and he fell like a stone. Stone Heidi, lone Heidi, own Heidi, flop. And he crashed and he drowned and he broke all his bones. Bones, Heidi. Moans, Heidi. Groans, Heidi. Glop. Chicken ending. He looked up at the sky and looked down at the sea. See, Heidi. Free, Heidi. We, Heidi. Way. And he turned and went home and had cookies and tea. That's Heidi, all Heidi, I have to say. And your picture is a hippo wearing a flugtog rig. <laughs> what is it even made of? It looks like it's made of like just, it's like these skeletal wings almost made of, I assume. Yeah. A combination wood. of wood and wood. <laughs> yeah, it says it's sewed, he sewed wings, but I don't see any fabric or anything stretched there. We mentioned it ever so briefly on this podcast uh, some episodes back, but the Red Bull event Flugtag, mm -hmm. which is which is German for flight day, which I don't know why that's so funny to me, but going to an event called flight day, like if you took me to an air show, I'd be like, fuck right off with this bullshit. <laughs> but if you took me to something called flight day, oh my God, I'm in attendance. From Wikipedia, uh, Flugtag is an event organized by Red Bull, the energy drink, in which competitors attempt to fly homemade, human-powered flying machines, size limited to 10 meters, and weight limited to around 330 pounds, or 150 kilograms. The flying machines are launched off a pier about... 30 feet high into the sea or a body of water. Most competitors enter for the entertainment value and the flying machines rarely fly at all. The rules are uh, size and weight limited and the craft must be powered by, quote, muscle, gravity, and imagination. And because the aircraft will ultimately end up in the water, it must be unsinkable and constructed entirely of environmentally friendly materials. The contestants are judged on distance, creativity, and showmanship. To me, this is the perfect event. Let the <laughs> Here's a bunch of people, all of whom drove there drunk, let's be honest, or took the train <laughs> drunk, 
and they hop in their styrofoam airplane and launch themselves. No, it can't be styrofoam. But that that dissolvable styrofoam, you know, the kind that's made from like starch that you can eat, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, And throw themselves off a pier. Oh my God. Why do people want me to see baseball games? This should be the only thing. This and those dog shows, you know, where the dogs have to run through like cones and tunnels and shit. And they don't want to. That is the one of two things that should be on ESPN. Yeah, you like chaos. I I want to see Flugtog and I want to see dogs. You like joyful chaos because when the dogs joyful chaos when the dogs don't do the the obstacle courses they look like they're having the greatest time and yeah uh, yeah joyful chaos. We have uh, a soapbox derby on the little volcano that's next to my house every year and <laughs> it it has a similar. I mean it's been going on for longer I believe but it has a similar atmosphere where. One year was a transformer, and it actually transformed. Oh, nice! That was amazing. Yeah, the, this poem has that whole choose your own adventure feel, where in one the hippo succeeds, in one he loses, in one he, he dies horribly him. too. He dies horribly, <laughs> drowns with all his bones broken. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of drowning, completely coincidental. <laughs> joyful chaos god i love that that's such a good you are on fire with the turns of phrase today you just like the two word combinations that i come up with we've been over i do they all sound like t-shirts but there's those like that channel that they put on in some pubs where i think it's called like chive tv based off that old website that was just like Mm -hmm. you know found footage and stuff but it's it's those compilation videos of people messing up on skateboards or lifting heavy things or doing cool dances. And it's just a montage of people doing interesting stuff. God, I could watch that shit all day long. I was thinking about how you were saying that uh, only bad vacations are fun to talk about. Yeah. My friends came back from Turkey yesterday. Before they left, they made sure they learned the phrase, Erdogan is a shit eater. <laughs> required to get past the passport checkpoint (laughs) Uh, welcome to turkey and the passphrase please (laughs) Erdogan's a shit eater but they went into they were in a very beautiful historic area of turkey and they were telling me the story of their day and it was the most magical shit ever, Russ. And it was, I was enraptured. There's nothing went wrong except that it was, you know, a long walk. Everything was perfect. And I was spellbound. I so hate you're wrong. Stories like that. Why? Oh, and what happened next? We got ice cream from this ice cream vendor who wouldn't let us grab the cone. Oh, he kept pulling it away. And what a lark it was. No, this was like, this was like they went into a, like a magical fairyland. Like they They're called Turkey. <laughs> it, well, yes. Well, Ka- Cappadocia uh, in Turkey. Am I pronouncing that right? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> and there was just all this ripe fruit everywhere, and so they just went around like eating ripe fruit off of other people's trees. <laughs> and then they like there was like this I, spring. There's a word for that. Isn't that scrumping? Usufruit. <laughs> uh, and then they went into this like cave area with like this beautiful pure stream and uh springfeld stream and got to drink straight from it without getting sick and then they had this tour guide who just happened to be off that day who took them around all these places and 
I mean, I'm not retelling it very well, because I'm sure it sounds real boring, but to me, it just sounded like you had crossed into the Feywild, but everybody there was nice and not trying to trick you. Well, they might be good storytellers, but yeah. I, I can't tell good stories. All of my stories have to involve tragedy. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think they're interesting. It's like watching a Steven Seagal movie. You know, like he's never in danger. He knows everything. He's super powered. And yeah, that's a very good... Why, why haven't I made that connection before where it's like, yeah, a good vacation is like a Steven Seagal movie. Just but, shitty. Well, there also could be joyful chaos, though. And I think that could that could be good for telling. I mean, this, in yeah, this but, case, uh, but it wasn't very... chaos. No. There wasn't chaos in this trip. Yeah, lame. <laughs> I don't know. It was sounded really cool. I want to hear someone tell a nice story well. Okay. Because okay. other than you know, like even documentaries, I feel like it, like like there has to be some one element of conflict. For me, it's a it's about the details. Like like it wasn't just like I said they just picked fruit, but to me they named like the specific for the fruit. So for me, it was like I was being taken on a journey through like all these perfectly ripened orchards and being able to sample them warm and sweet smelling off the vine and so it seemed like a very sensory experience when i got calling out the other day the thought that just went through my head if faced with this person would be why are you telling me this like this Hmm. is not fun at all and i got called out by an author that i felt not personally but um, an author that i follow is named jason pargin usually has think pieces that I kind of admire. And this one that I read was, if you ever have that thought, why are you telling me this? You're a bad listener. Aww. Because it's not about it's not about the story. that you, you, They're not telling this story to entertain you. They're telling this story for connection. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you mm-hmm. overhear someone's vapid, stupid restaurant conversation where it's like, why the hell are you? This is dumb. Why are you talking about this? They're not telling it to be a stand-up comedian. They're saying, oh, I want to connect with you as a person. Right. I'm such an asshole. Well, sometimes I feel resentful about people trying to connect with me because, like, I have a very rich inner life. And sometimes I'd rather (laughs) be living my rich inner life than dealing with somebody's inner life that they're projecting on me. And I have no inner life, so that's why I need to be constantly entertained. Hmm. It's reaching critical mass. Like during the pandemic, it got bad where I had like, I was watching something on an iPad next to me. I was playing a video game and then I had music in one earbud. And it's like, oh, that is just, this is, uh, this is not sustainable. I mean, I do, I do, I did a lot during the pandemic of listening to podcasts or watching Critical Role or something like that. And then, and crocheting at the same time and occasionally checking my phone. So that's almost as intense, I suppose, but no, no, it's not nearly as intense because only because one of those things did not require an audio or visual thing at the same time. There was the the crocheting. Well, give us something uplifting. I am going to tell a story at some point on this podcast that is not gloomy and doesn't end in tragedy, and you're going to enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>